It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poured. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have beer. And if you let that whiskey ring. All right, Colton, I think we should get into this. Now that we've done our vocal warm-ups, our communication warm-ups. Yes. <laughs> da, da, talking da, about da, video da, games, da. of course. I mean, we we <laughs> if you want to hear us uh, just ramble on about video games, we have a whole series for that, actually. Yeah. Um, yes, we could just do a whole <laughs> podcast on that and just ignore everything else, but that's no fun. Yeah, we want to talk. We about like to keep it stupid stuff too, and and we want to. T- and sometimes, like for today's episode, we want to talk about some deep, kind of hard to grasp, but fun to think. Well, fun is a may not be the right word, in there, but um, interesting topics that the internet mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> seems into. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, no, tonight. Hello. Welcome to Not Drunk Podcast. Hope everyone's having a great day, uh, night, whatever, whenever you're listening. Um, we are here to talk about it, liminal spaces. And Go. yeah, we are a little late. <laughs> uh, their popularity <laughs> is, uh, waned the last couple of years but it's still something i see it's, popping up here and there it still pops there's up, a whole, uh, whole subreddit for it and yeah, yeah i i get into the weird side of youtube and i always end up uh watching those liminal space uh compilations yeah, yeah. and it's been something liminal spaces and back rooms that kind of stuff mm-hmm. dream core stuff we'll get into that too that's a it's there's, related but, there's uh, some overlap there yeah there's definitely some overlap there uh it's something i've wanted to talk about for a while here um we if we ever live stream again which we should yes uh that would be more content for people and it's fun um but we messed around with the back rooms uh there was a back rooms game we played back room and, survival um, we'll I talk think. about that um and then yeah, there's a lot of fan games because, you know, it's not copyrighted. Anybody can make a game about backrooms just like anybody can make a SCP game. Um, uh, the Backroom Survival is the... Backroom Survival, yeah. That uh, That's a fun little game. One of the... We'll get into this, but, like, Gmod is a huge one for Liminal mm-hmm. Spaces. Oh. Or really Half-Life, I mean, but... But Gmod even more so because you get that, you know, when you go into the sandbox, just that complete isolation, loneliness, going into these weird, you know, source engine maps, you know, mm-hmm. with their ambience and everything. Because they I are have, creepy. They're we'll inherently get into creepy. It, but I, I have a theory on why Gmod does liminal spaces so well. Um, but we'll we'll get into okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. So yeah, we're gonna talk about liminal spaces. And before we get into definitions, if you're wondering what the hell this all means, um, let's just get it out of the way. What are you drinking? 
Cool. I am, uh, you know, it's um, as of this episode coming out, it's December 1st, uh, Christmas time. The holiday season is upon Oh, that's us. true. Um, <laughs> so I am true. drinking PBR. <laughs> right, because you have to save because, yeah, you know, the holidays can be <laughs> yeah, a really bu- hard time for Gotta buy people. some gifts and stuff for people. So and drinking... PBR. You know, it's a... Uh... It's fine. It's definitely a <laughs> beer. <laughs> it is. It is that you could enjoy anytime. A beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I in prep for this episode, I was doing some shopping, running some errands, and uh, I I stood in the beer section at a Kroger's at a Fries, uh, technically, mm-hmm. for the longest time trying to find a liminal beer. Like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> and I was looking it up, and I told you that Elysian Brewing, which we've had on this podcast, yeah, they, they at least once stuff. had a liminal space IPA. And I was like, damn, that would have been kind of funny. But um, I came really close just for this episode, just for the sake of it, getting a 20, or no, not 20, 18-pack of New Belgium Fat Tire. Because that's yeah. the only they they didn't have any sixers or even any twelvers. My only option was to get an unnecessary amount of uh, fat tire. But why was I going to get fat tire? And this is another topical topic with liminal, and it's not really just liminal spaces we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Just liminality. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to get in that. But I was going to go with fat tire because. That that was the first beer I bought legally. Yeah. When I turned 21. And that was a transition phase. Yeah. And I'll explain that just in a minute. Well, well uh, but... here's a fun fact about Fat Tire that I think would also make it um would have made it appropriate for this episode is that uh <laughs> people some people haven't realized this because they didn't make a big deal about it, but Fat Tire completely about six months to a year ago, completely changed their recipe. Really? Um, it's not even the same beer anymore. And I haven't had it since like mm-hmm. more than a year ago. Yeah, it's it's not even the same beer anymore. It's not really even oh, like a proper sad. like amber ale anymore. Um, and I, so just the that's idea of, of having a beer like- A that, forgotten that, time. That, that old fat tire, <laughs> that's gone now. You can't get it anymore. It's- it's a thing of wow. the past. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that is part of it, kind of. Yeah, New Belgium <laughs> completely just um, totally changed the recipe, kind kind of as an attempt to compete a little bit more with, like, Coors and some of those types of things. Of course. Yeah. Why? I don't know. You, you I thought have, Fatire, I you thought know what, was a pretty it's good, only to, like... It's only to bring back the old recipe at some point. You know, so they Probably, can yeah. maybe try to get some sales from that. Yeah. Uh, you don't you love it when co- companies release joke products? Yeah. <laughs> well, I Sony I mean, with the PlayStation thought... Portal. Right. <laughs> I was just uh, watching uh, Wolfden's. Uh, you know Wolfden, right? On mm-hmm. YouTube, I was watching his review of the PlayStation Portal. This is a huge tangent. And by the way, we haven't done tangent points in a while here. Yeah. If you're new. Uh, basically, it's a system. When we get three tangent points, uh, we have to take a shot. 
or a big drink, whatever we have, but it should usually be a shot. And I declare that's one tangent point because I am going to yes. talk about it a little bit longer. If we do, if we do have, if we do have to take a <laughs> shot, I have some, I have some vodka here. <laughs> and I have a little bit of screwball left, you know. Nice. So, so not I am prepared, strong, but not on purpose, I have. but I do have some. <laughs> um yeah so if you go on the tangent you get a tangent point we haven't had a lot of tangents recently and here's another plug uh because we have our spinoff podcast morning oddities which is basically where all the tangents go now but yeah. they still happen here they definitely <laughs> still happen here but on the playstation portal oh yeah what am i drinking by the way right i i have yeah. uh i've had it on this show <laughs> recently actually maybe the last episode maybe not the last one Last couple episodes ago, um, the Santan Brewing Company's Super Jack Imperial Hazy IPA. Um, I honestly, after I was like, yeah, I'm not going to spend that much. I'm not going to get that much fat tire, especially knowing it's not the real fat tire anyways. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, should I get something new or whatever or something familiar? And I went with something familiar. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just get something I like. Because I like this. It's a new beer that I like. Santan Superjack. Um, it is on the stronger side. You know, it's over 9%. And it's out of Chandler, Arizona. And um, it's, I mean, it's about what you expect from a hazy IPA, but a little bit better than the average. Nice. It's pretty good. Nice. Oh. You I know, like a good hazy. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes all a beer has to be, all a hazy has to be, is just pretty good. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I like a good uh, hazy. They can be a little lazy. Um, uh, not not trying to, yeah, not trying to rhyme there, but uh, because it's you know you just you can take any kind of mediocre IPA and kind of turn it into a hazy, throw some, or a juicy type of style and make it better, but. Some a good one is is good, yeah. But I like the juiciness, to be honest. Yeah. Anyways, the PlayStation Portal, just real quick, I just got to talk about it because I did. We talked about it a little bit on Morning Oddities, but um, who is it for? What is it for? Uh yeah, like I... <laughs> you, <laughs> you can already do it remote play on your phone, on it, pretty much any smartphone. Um, you could do remote play. On anything, right? Yeah, you can get the um <laughs> the controller grip for your phone, whatever it's called, yeah. the backbone. You get that, but then you have a two hundred dollar proprietary device from Sony that only does remote player play, <laughs> doesn't play anything natively. You can even play games natively on your phone. Hell, the iPhone fifteen supposedly can play. Assassin's Creed Mirage. I would like to see that and how it runs and how it looks, but <laughs> apparently it can. I have. I saw I have, a review for Resident Evil Four on, on it on my phone. I have GTA San Andreas on here. Right. So I don't, Sony I don't play it because the control touchscreen controls fucking suck. But you could get a backbone but, controller. But I I can though though that's that's the point. You can without anything without buying anything except yeah. for the game. Yeah. Um, but you get a backbone controller, there you go. You have controls and you can play it natively. Yeah. The PlayStation Portal is a $200 tablet with a dual sense controller slapped on it. 
<laughs> that only does remote play. And from what I've heard and from Wolfden's review and just from what I've heard from other people like Gamer Ranks and stuff, it doesn't even do that well. Yeah. And it's $200. It seems like Anyways. it's just, it's just <laughs> Sony... Because the whole kind of portable console market is taking off a little bit with, you know, Valve kind of kicked that off with the Steam Deck. Because Asus yeah. has one, Lenovo has one that's new that I've heard is pretty good. Um, oh, I yeah, just... the Lenovo Go, which is basically mm-hmm. the Switch. Yeah, it looks Switch Switch Pro, basically. Yeah, it actually looks really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, no, it's just I think Sony just wants to get in on that. But they don't want to commit to something that they think would take sales away from the PS5. Right. Because right. you have to have a PS5 to do this, too. Yeah. And, so it's just this yeah, I mean, attempt to have I something think I said on the it market in morning oddities. following trends. If that... they released a new PSP that could play mm-hmm. last-gen like PS4 games, that would sell like hotcakes, and people would spend... Yeah. People would get that for like $500. Like, yeah, seriously. Um, like if if but Sony, no, they released a streaming, yeah, a streaming Sony, device. If Sony helped made made a device that like you know how like Nintendo made the like the uh, N sixty four or not N sixty four the uh, SNES Pro or like Classic Edition or whatever it's called. Well, they did do a PlayStation One Classic, they, but it yeah, only which, came with like fifteen games. Which yeah, which apparently sucked. Although I hear. Yeah, if you're willing to put it's the effort emulator in, into modding it. it, it's a good emulator. Right. But um, um, <laughs> but if they were released like a device like that, you could charge like 500 bucks for it. That's basically a PlayStation Three with all the classic PlayStation Three games built in. People would buy that. Like, well, the PSP. I mean, e- even if even if they made it like overpriced for like, right. the games you're getting and stuff, people, people would, would. It because it, it, and an important thing would be that it's <laughs> running native, like right. Yeah, that that's an important thing, and like as I don't care how, what kind of Wi-Fi you have, that's never, never going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't care if you have the fiber optic Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah, you know, one gigabit plus or whatever it's never going to be consistent no oh, yeah and no, even it's... if it is you still have to have a playstation like, 5 like you I still have... have to spend five okay 500 plus the 200 for the portal plus any games you want you're yeah. spending well over 700 dollars just so you can play spider-man 2 on the toilet <laughs> on the shitter yeah, with inconsistent Wi-Fi, only to just get back on your couch and just play it on your TV, anyways. Yeah, no, it's that's it's ridiculous. I mean, anyways. I mean, you would you wouldn't even be able to like have fun playing it in bed. Like, yeah, you could lay in bed and play it, but one of the fun things about the Steam Deck or the Switch is that you can put it on your nightstand and pick it right. up, turn it on, play a little. Oh, bit. Oh yeah, they also out. decided to make but, it a but, not even ergonomic. Yeah, well, but the, okay. the, 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 the Dual Sense is ergonomic. It's a great controller. Yeah, and the Dual Sense, the, the the new one. Having those really kind of grips on a portal device, yeah, it's comfortable, but it's not something you just throw in your backpack or yeah. you you know 
And it's not even meant for that. No. Yeah, it's it's a it's an accessory. Yeah. And that and, sometimes and it's like, works. And it's like one of the nice <laughs> things about about the uh like the switch or the steam deck or all of these other ones that play natively is you can do something like keep it, you know, have it on your nightstand in bed. Yeah. And you can, before you go to bed, you know, like some people will read before they go to bed. Some people will watch YouTube videos. You can pull that out and play a little, little half an hour of video game and put it down. This, you still have to go turn on the PlayStation five. What? You still have well, to get out of You bed. have to have it on rest mode, right? On sleep mode, on rest yeah. mode. And sometimes that just turns off anyway. I haven't had that issue, but like, I'm not here bitching about the PS5 itself. It's a great system. It, yeah. You know, it plays all the games most people would want to play, right? But, um, and you can do all kinds of things on there. Watch porn. I don't care. Um, you can watch the new season Invincible. Whatever. Anything. <laughs> but to have something that has to have that in the first... I just don't get it. And if you're just completely inept and you don't have a smartphone, you just even if you don't have a smartphone, you can't do remote play. Wouldn't you rather just put that money into actually just getting a smartphone, which you probably need yeah. anyways? Yeah. And then you can also do remote play instead of one thing that just does remote play and that's inconsistent. Anyways, that's yeah. enough of the rant. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> or you could take that two hundred bucks and buy a couple of new games. For you can buy a couple buy. games. Like what? Uh, one of the things that's money cool into about, a Steam Deck again. The Steam Deck. One of the things that's attractive about it is that it runs your Steam library. So if yeah. you if you already own games on Steam, you don't have to buy games for the Steam Deck. Well, yeah, that's one you of just, the reasons I got Red Dead it. 2 on sale because I was yeah. like, eventually I will probably get a Steam Deck and it would be nice to have Red Dead on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway. Anyways, that's enough of that. <laughs> uh, let's get into this episode. Um, maybe uh, now you're going to have to do some editing here. But it'd be really cool to set the mood for with some liminal music. Yeah. There it's it there. is. There it is. Yeah. Ooh, it's so nostalgic and creepy and weird at the same time, but comforting. And yeah, uh, future, you know, future future Colton better have remembered to do that. Future Jackson better remember to send you the link to this. Uh, yes, I and I will. So this all makes sense. It will make sense. <laughs> I promise it will make sense. Or there's n absolutely nothing playing. Or maybe oh, Colton put a oh. joke thing instead. I don't oh, no. know. No, there it is now. There it is now. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> if you look up a liminal space compilation, uh, one of the songs I will be playing in most of the time is the burning memory, or it's just the burning memory from the caretaker everywhere at the end of time. And it's very reminiscent of... It sounds a lot like the song it plays at the end of The Shining. Mm, yeah, yeah. Actually. Um, which 
is a liminal space movie in and of itself. And what is a liminal space? What does liminal mean? Uh, so let's get into it. So um, liminal, there's two uh, definitions here. It comes from the Latin lemon, mm-hmm. um, which is threshold. Uh, so the first definition is occupying a, sp- a position at or on both sides of a boundary or threshold. Yeah. I was in a liminal space between past and present. And then two, relating to a transitional or initial stage of a process. That liminal period when a child is old enough to begin following basic rules is still too young to do so consistently. And then on r slash liminal space. So what if a if liminal is just a threshold, a transition? Yeah. Uh, that we're gonna get into it more, it's, but kind of that pause in time. Yeah. Not necessarily even a pause, but just that the in between. Yeah. Um, and 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 a that, liminal that, space. Yeah. On r slash liminal space, they describe it as a liminal space is the time between what was and the next. There's a place of transition, waiting, and not knowing. Liminal space is where all transformation takes place if we learn to wait and let it form us. Um, so, I mean, really, you're graduating college is a liminal point of time. Yeah. Or graduating high school. Or... Hell, even moving on from preschool to elementary school. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm using school a lot, but, you know, those are transitional periods. And like I said, I almost got that tired because that's when I, that was the first beer I bought when I turned 21 and the transitional period, this liminal period. Moving on from a teenager, from a young adult to still young adult, Mm -hmm. to adult, to sad. (laughs) To sad. (laughs) AKA disassociation. Um, but um, so, yeah, we've all experienced liminal spaces, right? Uh, those transitions, but well, liminality, but a liminal space. Um, we've all, if you've ever been alone, I hear, I think this is a good example. If you've ever been alone on a road trip, just on the highway, in the middle of the desert somewhere, or in the middle of nowhere, and you're the only one on the road. You just look around. There's no signs of human life except for yourself. Yeah, I think a lot of people have been in that um, space. Um, uh, my favorite time to go driving is late at night, like at 1 or 2 a.m. when there's no one else right. on the road. Um, Even here in the city... It can if you drive in the middle on the, you could drive on the highway at three in the morning, and that's a definitely a liminal space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember living in L.A. driving right driving home from like shows. I would go downtown to see shows, um, and be driving back to my house at like two a.m. and just being on the highway, and there's like a couple cars at most on a right. highway going through Los Angeles is like a really weird, but kind of cool. Like experience. in a city with millions of people, but you feel so alone. You, yeah. you never feel more alone. Um, if you've ever, and there, there's been occasions 
in fact, um, re recently, well, I'll get into that one uh, later, but um, anytime you've walked into empty multi-level, you know, car lot, parking lot, mm -hmm. um, just with the lights and the hum and the well, buzz of the lights. and You're you're getting on to kind of an important part. So you describe liminal, it's like the transition, which is why, yeah. why a lot of liminal space images you see are stuff like hallways and parking lots and things like that. But not all mm -hmm. of them are. It doesn't and... have to be. And but the uh, a, a key thing you were kind of touching on there is like the absence of you could say life of people, but it seems to be a little bit more uh, complex than that. It's like an absence of something you can't place your finger on. Right. You well, <laughs> yeah. The whole idea is something you can't uh, quite pl place your finger on, but. A liminal space, yeah. I mean, you've seen the back. Look up the back rooms. You'll see just the yellow hallways and endless rooms. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, it's stuff that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I like I, a, a I discovered sense. A, I discovered a, a term while preparing for this episode. Uh, oh, it's yeah, a, it's a Greek word. It's called kenopsia. And it's this is this is a definition of it. The eerie, forlorn atmosphere of a place that's usually bristling with people, but is now abandoned and quiet. That's a good example. Um, in yeah. fact, I a few years ago went to this dying mall back home, and uh, it wasn't closed or anything, but a lot of the stores were closed, and it was definitely mm -hmm. uh, moving towards you know total foreclosure um but like me and just a couple of my friends were the on like the only people aside from a janitor and like just workers we we're only people and there was a uh, there was definitely instances where we were in a huge room with like a water fountain in the middle and like it was nothing nobody yeah. and <laughs> Uh, you could hear like music in different stores, like playing in the distance. And <laughs> yeah, every time in that situation, it's not necessarily a creepy feeling every time. It doesn't, liminal spaces don't have to be creepy. In fact, they can be comforting. Like uh, um, one of my favorite types of liminal spaces is like the outdoorsy ones. Like think of like mm -hmm. Monument Valley. You mm, know, yeah, or, yeah. You know, yeah. Or out in the Mojave or, you know, somewhere like that, where it's just frozen in time. There's it's, no sign of life. There's no it's sign one of one of the reasons in between why that transition. You mentioned like out in the Mojave. I mean, I grew up in, in Southern California, kind of along the mountains where the, the L.A. Valley kind of transitions into the, the high desert, into the Mojave. So I spent a lot of time up in the high desert and that's absolutely like a lot of memories of going camping up in the high desert. And, you know, you get out of your tent at night to go take a piss or something. And it's, <laughs> but it's like, you know, you're standing there and like all of the bushes are like, you know, chest high at most. And you could just see for miles. Right. 
dark, yeah. but then the moon's out, so you can still see some details, and there's no one out there. It's like an eerie feeling that I kind of miss, you know, that I, right. I, it's I remember almost that... fondly. Yeah. But, you know, so liminal spaces can be beautiful actually but uh a lot of times and a lot of the examples we'll see like when you go on r slash liminal spaces empty offices empty hospitals mm -hmm. uh you'll see the classic image of that uh weird hotel um which there's a gmod map i've downloaded i played in yeah that's um, a that's a real hotel yeah um it is real yeah <laughs> i was watching a liminal space um a video of guy on youtube of guy talking about liminal spaces and and that image popped up and he paused in his commentary or whatever and was like by the way i've actually been to that hotel here's a picture and he's like i don't know why i needed to tell you that but i'm i'm telling you that <laughs> it's not important to the video but right <laughs> um and yeah, I'll be sure to post plenty of examples on Instagram at all drunk pods. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah. I'll definitely have some selects and some popular ones and just some personal favorite uh, liminal spaces. Like just browsing through uh, lim r slash liminal spaces. I mean, they even have a picture of a room, SpongeBob's house, but it's empty. You know? Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> I I discovered what, what a liminal space is. SpongeBob. You know. I I haven't watched through like the early SpongeBob stuff in a long time, um, but from like watching videos in liminal spaces, there's a lot of liminal space stuff in SpongeBob. Oh, like when Sponge. I mean, when a uh, Squidward goes to the future. Yeah, everything's painted silver. Or there's, like when he there's the or then when he goes where, to um where SpongeBob he breaks wakes. the time machine. Oh yeah, and he's alone. Uh, you know, there's the episode where SpongeBob's um alone. And everyone took a no SpongeBob day, right? You know, and like that one's weird. There's there's a lot of like very eerie, like background setting stuff in SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> so we've talked about it a little bit, but yeah, what are some like examples of liminal liminality or liminal spaces you've experienced? Well, I mentioned like you know, going out into like the Mojave and the high desert in Southern California. Um, especially at night. I, I don't know. I think, I think an important thing about liminal space is it, it's not just the absence of people, but it's sometimes like the lighting and the time of day and stuff like that, that makes it like, right. Um, weird. I mean, I, I was thinking about it a lot and I, everyone, you know, you can go online and look up, you know, characteristics of a liminal space. And one thing that I think I, realize that the liminal space is a type of space and whether this is comforting or not but it's a type of space where in the in that moment you kind of forget that there's anything else does that make if that makes sense like when you look at an image of a liminal space you look at it and it has this feeling of you if you were there you're not sure that there would be anything else on the other side of that door. Right. You know, and that like, kind of gets in to the idea of the back rooms, you know, you no yeah. clip out of reality and you end up in this endless 
yeah liminal which, space. which is why I, which is why uh, i say like you know like in the mojave at night when you're camping up there and there's no one else it feels like a liminal space but only like if the moon is just right at night type of thing because it, like the atmosphere creates this sense of like you're alone right. and this is all that there is uh, um, me and my girlfriend were on a road trip back to Oklahoma a couple years ago for Christmas and it was about two almost three in the morning by the time we actually got to Oklahoma and we ended up get up uh, it ended up getting incredibly foggy Mm-hmm. Uh, tons of fog and i forgot how foggy you could get there and i had to get gas and went to this gas station and there was like one car there but it was pretty you know desolate lonely and with all the fog and just the lights coming off the top of the gas station i i should have taken a picture of it because it was it, i could post it on little spaces and they i i think they would be into it it was just weird it just mm-hmm. felt uh i think you know that transition that threshold like this one moment in time yeah uh, it was a really good way to it's always it's always it. moments where like you're only there for a few minutes right you know, there's um in recent memory uh for um the past couple summers, I've worked uh, kind of just part time with the city parks department um, up at yeah. the cemetery. And, you know, you show up there in the morning <laughs> to, to clock in and, and it, it, it can be it's not as creepy as it sounds like the cemetery is not that bad. But, um, you know, there's always like squirrels around. There's a, a flock of vultures that hang out Um in a specific tree, big giant willow tree that hang out in it. Um, oh yeah! But I remember uh, a couple summers ago, there was one day where it was just I woke up and the entire town was like you couldn't see fifteen feet ahead of you with the fog. And I drove right. up to the cemetery to to get ready for work, and I remember like you know like there's the fog, the vultures weren't there in their usual spot. It was like a weird like just while i was getting the truck ready like a weird like you know weird feeling there i will say i'm just scrolling through here on uh liminal space and um a couple of images um let's see let me share share it for you i'll I'll definitely post some of these Mm -hmm. but a couple of images are like these empty no not ad this one, like this empty indoor water park. Yeah. I've been to a place like this. Mm-hmm. And just seeing it completely empty like that, but it's so familiar. It's like I this could this picture could have been taken at any time. I remember when I was growing and, up, there's this uh big indoor mall that was near my relatively close to my house. Um it's uh if you've seen that YouTube video of the guy that goes to all of the rainforest cafes. Um oh yeah. <laughs> it's one of those malls that's in okay. That video. Um and uh it's you know it's a massive building and the layout of the mall 
was basically a big circle. So like the center of the building was like these back rooms and hallways and storage areas uh. and stuff. And um, there was a few spots in the mall where you could open up a doorway and cut through to the other side of the mall through this just empty fluorescent lit linoleum laid hallway. And those <laughs> were really weird spaces. I remember. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's like the classic, one of the classic examples of criminal mm. space. Um, a lot of, a few of these images I've seen pictures of the snow at night and I, yeah, there's yeah. always this, it's not creepy. In fact, I think it's kind of comforting when you're out in the middle of a snow, there's like no sound and just yeah. well, snow makes everything so quiet, you know? Yeah, we, um, we recently just the other day got um here in town um our first big snowfall. We got probably four or five inches. Um oh yeah. And yeah, it's it's always like that the first snowfall. Oh, I remember yeah. there was so many times I would there was um at my old house back home, there's this park that was only maybe a mile away, not even that far. It was a park that we always walk to or ride our bikes to and my friends. And um, I remember just uh, so many, I mean, it all kind of blurs together, but there's been so many instances of, oh, we've got snow or maybe it's just a cloudy or rainy day, but in particular the snowy days and walking to the park and mm -hmm. I'm the only one or me and my friends are, there's been a couple of times where I just walked to the park by myself Cause I find, I always found the snow soothing, you know, not as much now, but you know, when you're bundled up and, when, <laughs> and it's just quiet, <laughs> it's just peaceful. Right. Yeah. And, um, and just walking out there and then just seeing this abandoned park in the snow, nobody. And when there's been so many times I've seen hundreds of people there. Right. Yeah. But then you're the only one. Uh, yeah. That's often when I experience the liminality uh it, it, yeah an empty car parks like there was a couple years ago me and my girlfriend drove down we had a little vacation in santa fe and then we uh spent some time in albuquerque went to some of the breaking bad places and stuff like that los polos nice. hermanos pretty good and um we wanted to go to the albuquerque uh convention center to see the they just made the walt and jesse statues Oh, nice. Yeah. And we didn't look it up or anything. We just drove up and tried to figure it out. Turned out it was closed that day, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but we ended up in an abandoned, well, not abandoned, but it, it seemed like it. But Albuquerque was just an absolute ghost town at that point in time. It wasn't during COVID or anything. I mean, it was like the tail end of it. No, not even. And it was just abandoned, except for homeless people, of course. And we... <laughs> <laughs> and we were just in this big parking garage with no one. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt so off. But it, yeah, it was definitely one of those uh one of those moments that that I can think of here. Yeah, it's, um I I have a distinct memory of like a parking lot. Um it was in um down in Southern California, it was a Target parking lot. And I have a distinct, oh, yeah, one of the most liminal. distinct memory of like one night 
being out by the car waiting for whoever I was with to finish up in the store. Um, not a single other car in the parking lot. Um, and I don't know like what about that specific parking lot at that specific time made it feel very like liminal, but I have right. a distinct mem- like memory of that one. And yeah, sometimes it is creepy and uneasy, and but sometimes yeah, it's just that that weird feeling. I um, I have hell, to wonder, even when I walk uh, the dog sometimes at night in our apartment complex, and there's times where there's sometimes I encounter a lot of people, other people walking their dogs, or people running around or doing whatever. Um, and then there's other times like we're the only ones, yeah, like, walking past the pool and walking past the dog park and past the you know urban i think urban areas definitely feel more liminal mm-hmm. um yeah those big wide open spaces are similar but they're it's expected right when you're out in the middle of nowhere you will you expect that but when yeah. you're like in the middle of a city at like an airport parking lot or at a mall and there's no one to be found and the, just these I, I I definitely think liminal spaces do play more off of like urban spaces. Um, I, I, you know, like, uh, and all, not just urban spaces, but nostalgic spaces as well. Yeah. Like I like, like I mentioned earlier, like the empty water park an empty amusement park. Um, I'm going to pull a up Chuck a... E. Cheese. Hell Chuck E. Cheese feels liminal even when there are people there. <laughs> Chucky so. Cheese is it's 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 its own thing. Uh I'm gonna right. pull up pull up an image here, see if uh Okay. Let's see here. Um so let me yeah, I mean there's so many times that I mean I I could go on and on about examples. Like there was this one time a oh, one moment, sorry. I, Hold on. Oh, okay. Hey. Yeah, empty stairways, staircases. Uh, I don't know. I got some ground turkey and some zucchini earlier. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, if if you feel like it, but I got some stuff. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay, bye. bye. This guy just, this guy just posted a picture of his empty Sorry about living that. room with. Empty apartment. Like when I cleared my apartment when I moved and it was just completely empty, knowing what was there, right? <laughs> and then just completely empty, just white walls, wood floor. You know, it is that transition phase. I've moved my shit out and then someone else is going to move their stuff in. And I often think about like, I, I kind of knew, I, I knew who was moving there, but... Uh, so what does it look like now? Oh, industrial. Yeah, so, industrial. So stuff. I'm showing you this because so I had a teacher and um, we'll we'll share this again. Check out the Instagram. This is gonna be one of those episodes where you got you got to go look at the Instagram. Um, I'm yeah. Until we I had a teacher in high school lazy. who um was a night crew when he was in college was a night crew janitor at Disneyland. Oh God um well yeah you've talked about this and it makes me wonder so so this image that i'm showing (laughs) you here um can you guess what this is 
At first, now that you said Disneyland, I think I know what it is. Mm-hmm. But just for the listener's sake, and yeah, we'll definitely have this posted. And yeah, we should do video at some point, but that'd yeah. be a whole separate thing, and that'd be a lot of energy. Um, <laughs> at first glance, I thought it was some kind of industrial complex, you know, like uh, yeah. Before we discuss this more, oh well. Anyways, uh, that I'll talk about that later. I'm assuming that's the Space Mountain ride. This is Space Mountain. Yeah. With all the lights on. It's really weird seeing it with all the lights on. Um, None of the effects. Just this. It it, it looks like an industrial complex. Like you would drive by. Like a a power plant or something. Or a nuclear power plant. Uh, Recently, I went on a trip uh, to see see my grandpa, see my grandma, see some family in Pennsylvania. But not like urban Pennsylvania in the country, right? Here's another. Here's another image here. That's also space. Oh well, that is. I mean, that's a very. I mean, if like, you take the people out, yeah, like the, the people testers in the or whatever. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be a great liminal shot, and and mm-hmm. that's the thing about it. Like it's so close, but you could have any of these pictures, but you put people in it, it's not liminal anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like I, for a couple weeks until the new attendants uh, moved in my apartment, my apartment was a complete and total liminal space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but recently we went on a yeah trip to Pennsylvania and then we ended up going on a road trip. We ended up going to the Mothman Museum in West Virginia. It was like three hours away, but like, nice. screw, you know, screw it. We're going to do it. And uh, that was fun. You know, it's not worth doing it again. But if you're into that stuff, you know, they have different Mothman statues and like information about it. Like that that's for another episode. But we ended up going back a different way. We ended up crossing the Ohio River. And let me tell you about Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) That whole state. The entire state is a liminal space. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much i mean it, it well it felt and you know no i know all the memes and i know the memes are playing into this but literally crossing the river in ohio and yeah the trees there was plenty of fall colors and stuff that was pretty but it felt apocalyptic it felt <laughs> liminal because <laughs> yeah there was people but i don't even know they knew who they were I, I everyone was disassociated right but we ended up driving right by literally a nuclear power plant damn yeah and that's not quite liminal space but it's definitely like what dystopian i don't know i don't know I remember, what the word would be i remember um, there was a beach i would go surfing at when i was in high school that was right next to a power plant a nuclear power plant <laughs> <laughs> oh nice you can see it from the beach catch <laughs> those rads yeah yeah it was rad. oh this guy just an abandoned lecture hall at college yeah all the chairs desk oh yeah there was a lot of times like i would be out on the campus mostly by myself like those times walking over to your um dorm or the other way around i'm sure you experienced too where there's 
barely went out or if anything, no, yeah, like that time sometimes. I invited you over to our dorm hall to play pool and you took like an hour and a half to get there. Or maybe because, well, <laughs> marijuana <laughs> may have played a part in that, but, uh, also it thinking back at that moment, the campus was like 99% empty. There was like nobody when, when I <laughs> came over that night. Mm-hmm. I heard people in their dorms and I saw people in the buildings and the lights on, but like outside in the campus, there was nobody. And, yeah. um, and there was deer though. So that, you know, that took away from the liminality. Uh, oh, I wouldn't say deer, deer take away from the liminality. Oh yeah. Which... The weird deer add to it, it yeah. but if it ha- they have to be weird deer. <laughs> yeah. Not deer. The not deer. Not deer. Yeah. And you know you know one when you see one. You know when a deer is not a deer. But you don't know what that means. But you know it's not a deer. <laughs> no, but there is um there's a lot of times um I would just after a long night of uh, writing essays, studying, procrastinating, um I would go out on my uh, longboard and just skate through the campus in the middle of the night when like the middle, like straight up like three in the morning. Yeah. And I wasn't aware of the term liminal spaces or the back room. I, that was right around the time it was becoming a thing, but I wasn't really aware of it. But thinking back on it, that was definitely uh, some liminal experience, especially in the parking lot. Like, you know, the parking lot by, um, uh, what was it called? Jones Hall, and yeah. um, you yeah. know the, the one that goes all the way down the hill. Yeah, usually so full, so many people trying to get in, trying to get out, and then going there when there's nobody. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and you just see all the parking lanes, and just a couple of the street lights and stuff like that. Uh, definitely moments of a. Uh, uh, I've experienced with liminal spaces. I remember, I remember, um, um, you know, taking the bus up to campus. Um, I I took a class that was a film history class, and it was at night, like at seven o'clock at night, something like that. I had a couple night um, classes, and I yeah, and <laughs> uh, but you know, and and you know, being on campus had you know a weird feeling to it, but then also, I'd get on the bus. Um, and be other than the bus driver, the only person on the bus. And it's like there was a few times where they had the lights on inside the bus. So it's like you can't really see out the windows. It's just like your reflection and it's just you in right. there. It's like this real, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I've definitely had the, those experiences. Um, I mean, I think one of the main things all liminal spaces have to have they don't all have to be urban they don't all have to be interiors or like offices or like uh repetition i mean repetition is definitely plays a part of it like when you get into hallways with repeating rooms like a hotel or a hospital that Mm -hmm. definitely plays a big part of it um but i think the core element there's it's devoid of life yeah it's this in between period and i think it even makes it more liminal uh when you go somewhere that is usually full of people 
it's I mean people people describe it as so like, like empty parking lots feels feels or like not real... even just people but signs of human life yeah people describe so it like as, uh, what i hear a lot is it feels like reality is a little bit altered right the... yeah so everything's a little sense. off the matrix is um, broken or yeah, whatever, and, and maybe know? that's where like the devoid of life you know it's uh you're in a place that you're used to seeing people in i remember when i was in like senior in high school me and my friends late at night um broke into uh our old elementary school um <laughs> i've never broken into it but i've been on the, oh, on they, the playground well technically the they, they the left the gate open we didn't break into anything but okay um, Fair enough. but we went in and i remember wandering the halls and it was like this weird feeling of like i had not been there since i was in fifth grade obviously so I remember wandering the, you know, the halls and being, you know, with the lights off and everything being like, everything is a, is smaller than I remember it being obviously. Cause I was smaller then. Um, it was like a really right. weird, like, that's another thing. This is, this is like, I remember this, but it is not as I remember it. Right. Um, a lot yeah. of like, and this kind of crosses in the dream core a little bit, which we can discuss. But a lot of the liminal spaces, like I find, and like in the compilation compilations, are childhood places. Yeah, like the big playpen, the McDonald's playpens, are inflatable place palaces. Uh, you know, Chuck E. Cheese's, and um, you know those kinds of things, but mm -hmm. empty, right? <laughs> um, it's like. And there's also it's similar, and but there's um, look up like uh familiar places on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And like everyone's like, oh, I know this place. I've been. Yeah, to this I, place. I've, I've heard. I've, I've um, some of the videos I've watched are like liminal spaces are like often these spaces where you you've not been to this place, but you like have. specifically, but. But you kind of yeah, have. is like, that you, a result you, of you uh, know it, though? Is that a result of America's repetitive infra infrastructure and architecture? Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah, it probably does play into it. Yeah, like uh, uh, I think, <laughs> I think these kind of count as liminal spaces, especially if there was like no one there. But even when there are people there, you know, the like highway towns, mm -hmm. like with the McDonald's and all the gas state, you know, the yeah. The rest stop places. Those, those rest stops. Uh, there's been plenty of times. Where, I know like, they have I've, a specific name. I've but... driven past like a rest stop where there's, you know, yeah, there's the Mc, Mc there's and two, all highway, so two highways crossing, and then there's a McDonald's and there's a gas station. There's a bunch of little. You could be places. in any state. You could be yeah. anywhere, and it and you, feels the same. There's been so many times I've been on a road trip, and I pass by one of those, and I'm like, I swear I've been here before. But I um, you know, yeah, I'm definitely going to share a lot of pictures on Insta. But like this here, like this abandoned, oh. well, not abandoned, but this empty uh, like roller rink or bowling alley. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a creepy place inherently. But it is just off, you know, seeing it empty, but also not just empty, but familiar, like everyone has been to these places, has seen these same types of places. Um, yeah. Um, 90s Taco Bells. 
Mm. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> and then obviously, so this is we've been talking about mostly what we've experienced and stuff that a lot of people probably have experienced. Um, but then there's liminal spaces that we haven't been to, but we've all seen. Yeah. <laughs> well no that's another topic but there there is some weird stuff about people having like the same kinds of dreams and like going to the same types of places in their dreams i've been getting into that a little bit we've done some dream episodes i'd like to get into that again mm-hmm. i've been intending on keeping a dream journal but then i never do it because that's a really just weird thing to do but i know a lot of people that do it but yeah yeah easy and by the time I wake up, I don't feel like writing. But <laughs> yeah, no, I um I've always thought about doing it, but have I... you ever I have a question for you, and this can apply to the listeners as well. Have you ever had a dream where you were like in an, an inflatable in an inflatable palace? Like everything's like primary colors, red, yellow, blue. Not no? that I not that I can remember. Um, well, you're not. A, well, you don't remember a lot of your dreams. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very, I'm bad about it. Uh, um, I, for I, the I, listeners, I, have you ever had a dream where you were like, it, it's kind of a childhood thing. Like you're in just a bunch of primary colors. You're like in in this inflatable palace. Maybe there's a playpen or something, but it's like off, right? I mean, I've had plenty of dreams where like. Like I remember, had, okay, here's one. I, me- I remember a dream that I had that um, it was kind of there's this outdoor mall near where I grew up, and this dream was like it was kind of that outdoor mall, but not quite. Like, oh, like yeah. I remember going through one of the because you know you I would go through one of the in, in real life I'd go through this you know one of these alleyways in the back to get to the car park, um, and I remember in the dream like as soon as you left the main main area it was it didn't line up it was not like familiar anymore it was weird right yeah well yeah the familiar can make things off especially when everyone recognizes it right mm-hmm. but then also the unfamiliar which is a little harder to explain but um i think uh imagine something familiar but in maybe an unfamiliar setting or an unfamiliar time mm-hmm. or you yeah know, there's something's off um but there's plenty of uh movies games and otherwise that future liminal spaces. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't want to talk about this a bit. Yeah. One of my favorite ones, and it definitely contributes to the overall film, uh, the shining, which, yeah, I know Stephen King oh, doesn't yeah. like it, but and the shining is one of the, <laughs> but, um, that whole movie. Yeah. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the whole Stanley hotel, hotel or the, the, the overlook hotel. Yeah. It's like some of the rooms, the colors are too bright. Some of them are too muted. The hallways are a little bit too thin. I mean, it comes down to really clever set design. Yeah. But also, none of it makes, like, contextual or geometrics. Or, like, it doesn't make uh, sense, right? 
spatial sense. Like there's a window in the middle of the building where there can't be the window, the impossible window. Uh, You know, there's the, the carpet uh, on the floor, you know, that pattern that just keeps repeating. Yeah. Um, There's a scene where uh, Jack talks to the ghost or the waiter or whatever. And the, um, the red and white bathroom and then the the maze right you know oh yeah i mean there's the maze like that and then the hotel itself seems very maze like there's a lot of shots of hallways that seem that give you the feeling of they don't actually go anywhere right and you know there's a whole documentary on like the shining and all the different i think it's called like room 237 uh about all the theories and stuff that go into specifically the film it's about the film mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily a book but um i know there's a whole theory about a wind like there's one scene where there's a window that shouldn't exist or something like that. yeah that's what I was, the yeah. impossible window yeah um and just hallways that shouldn't be there and shouldn't go anywhere um but i mean but i also, think that's, that all like, like i said the caretaker the... song takes it sounds eerily familiar to the song they play at the end of The Shining. Yeah. Where it's revealed that Jack Nicholson was like always there or whatever. He was like in the 20s. Yeah, it's a weird, it's <laughs> a really weird. Um, um, have you ever, I mean, have you ever watched uh, Twin Peaks? Or really anything? I actually have it. That's really one anything I, by I, David I would Lynch. Like to... um, check that out. Twin Peaks specifically, but really David Lynch is like the master of liminal spaces in film he just everything about it is like weirdly nostalgic and but like all the all the whole altered reality thing he does excellently um i got a i got a um a list here this is from uh i got a sound for you i got a sound everybody I don't know if this is going to translate to the podcast or not, but uh, hopefully. hopefully. Colton already played the other one earlier in post, of course. (laughs) This song. Al Bully, Ray Noble and his orchestra. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if Zoom works that way, so I'm gonna uh, stop sharing it. But um, yeah, that kind of gets into. So we've talked about liminal spaces, and like, I think we need to. I want to bring up a a couple. I want to bring up a couple other movie examples. Yeah, the Truman Um, Show, like when he's in the empty void. Truman Show is a is a perfect example. I mean, there's the empty void and all that sort of stuff, but there's also like the like the scene where he first like. He goes to the elevator and sees all the um the behind the set uh like the set people um behind the scenes. That's like a super like backrooms like type of moment. Um, right, where you break reality, right? Uh, no clip. I found a list a list here. Uh this um they've mentioned uh Coraline. 
has oh, a yeah. lot of moments like that where it's the other world, the other mother's like home, Crossing which is like this that threshold, that transition. Yeah. Um uh Stranger I Things. I wish we were smart up, enough, but to I don't really... think Stranger Things quite Oh, the upside down. I don't think it nails the liminal space feeling exactly. No. I, I, I never mean, got that vibe from it. I mean, I like how they do it. It's good, but but it does. Stranger Things does kind of fit into the SCP kind of vibe sometimes. Like, oh yeah, uh, with the scientist experimenting on Eleven, and this is opening a, this the is a really good one down. that uh, I had not thought about. Um, uh, Back to the Future, when at the Twin Pines Mall at one a.m. Oh, that yeah, ex- that's, that's like a perfect a example of a liminal, liminal space. space. Yeah. Just the empty parking lot at an abandoned mall. Like I've said, like uh, this place that is usually bustling people and just seeing it with nothing and just seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just so eerie, right? It's, uh, I don't know. I think we've all experienced these types of places. There's, it's there's kind of other, hard to put your there's finger. There's a couple movies that people have pointed out that like they don't have specific scenes that are liminal, but like the entire movie gives off that feeling. Donnie Darko. That vibe. Is one that people bring up as the oh, entire yeah. well, movie has a very Darko is like feel to it, dreamcore, surreal type yeah. stuff, right? Um, um, American Psycho is one that people have brought up, uh, referring. So you know the whole plot line in American Psycho is you have this character Patrick Bateman, who love that is movie. is great one. Christian um, Bale is one of who, his best like, performances. It's you know he he's seeking he seeks this. Uh, approval from his peers. It seems to be the only thing he cares about, but it's so, the life is so monotonous that he just kind of... It's also, at the same time, he couldn't care less for his peers yeah, or it's for like people so, or for humanity. Yeah, it's like, so his life is so monotonous and the way he sees the world around him is so fake to him. Right. Like, none of it matters. And then you know, he monologues and, and he so he st- snaps and starts murdering people. And then he goes to try to confess it to his lawyer. And the lawyer is like, what are you talking about? I had dinner with that guy the other night. Right. And, and he, he, he doesn't even tries, know if it happened. Yeah. He tries to confess to it and, and nobody seems to take him seriously. So it's like it, it has this like feeling like this liminal space feeling of like, he's like did he kill those people? Yeah. Right. But he's trapped in yeah, and whatever I think that, is going on. Like he can't escape. That's a good transition into just liminality in general. So like we've talked about liminal spaces, but like some of the songs that we've sampled, which will be in this. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, <laughs> um <laughs> there's certain even music can be liminal. Like and yeah. I think nostalgia plays a big part of it. Um Going into one of the comments I read from um, the caretaker, I thought kind of hit it. This guy hit it on the head, and yeah, the caretaker is also it's about dementia, and mm-hmm. that's what the music is expressing. Expressing, and um, that kind of plays into liminality as well. Is like this, you're nostalgic, but you don't know why. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another feeling you get, yeah, in these situations where you find this place or this moment where it just it hits you that way, right? It, it's just 
it's so familiar, but it's just off. Yeah. Um, the you can't oh, quite. It? I mean, I mean, people argue about like liminal spaces, and I think part of the what makes it liminal is that you can't quite put a finger on exactly what makes it feel that way. You know, right? Because it is a little bit subjective from person to person. Um, trying to find a quote from American Psycho here. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of memes from that movie. Um, yeah, there, there's a quote. I can't find it. There was a quote from Willem Dafoe in that movie I was trying to find, but I can't can't find it right now didn't save it earlier <laughs> uh, this guy said for the caretaker it's just a burning memory the song makes me feel so uneasy but calming as if I were dying a peaceful death yeah I think uneasy but calming is a kind of good way to explain liminality yeah it's uh, not it's not now sometimes not frightening I mean you can make it frightening but uh Sometimes they can lean that way and they can definitely get to the creepy side, like a foggy gas station or an abandoned cemetery or an, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah, an abandoned um, arcade. Yeah. Or a roller rink or bowling alley. Um, and that's where we get into the back rooms, which definitely plays more on the creepy aspects. And it originally started out. Uh, before we get into that, I, I think uh, we yeah. need to take a, a quick break here um getting into the back rooms well first you have to no clip no (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i've seen a lot of people just and on reddit forums and stuff discussing how the back rooms is ruined yeah liminal spaces or how the back rooms itself has become ruined and we've played the, the game or the backroom survival. And I think the backrooms originally started out as just such a perfect, like, liminal space. You know, dipping into the horror side of it. But just the idea that you just end up in an endless liminal space, right? Yeah. I, and it has all this lore to it. There's all the different back levels I know, you can go I know to. the the main argument is that the the back rooms is the moment that you start putting lore into it and actually actually introducing like entities and monsters and stuff makes it no That's longer really liminal anymore because like the entire no. the creepy aspect of the original like post the 4chan post um was that it's the all they say is that if you hear something, be careful because it probably heard you too. And that's and they leave it at that. It's the just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but of course, it got popular. Yeah. And then there was lore built off of it. So um personally, I, I don't think the back rooms is ruined with all the lore and stuff. I I think it's not the same. Well, they tried to make it like FTP, basically. 
Yeah, it's it's not the same. It doesn't have the same like liminal space feeling going on with it. Um, I don't think what it's turned into is a bad thing. Um, it's no longer well. It's just separated itself from the original concept a lot. Is all I think. It's cool that a lot of these liminal spaces are like, oh, this is a different backrooms level or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as soon as you put entities in there, monsters, other people, survivors, stuff like that, that inherently takes away any of the liminal. Yeah, it's still I think I think it's still kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, what people have done with it it's just it's just yeah i mean i think i think one of the things if when you're using liminal spaces for horror for for horror um what makes it creepy is that there's no explanation yeah and just the Um, emptiness i saw i heard some some youtube videos watching they they pointed out they said um you know if you have a monster in a horror game movie or whatever. Yeah, that can be scary, but it's something you can point to and say, there it is. That's the scary thing. What makes when you, you can use liminal spaces in horror, but what makes them kind of freaky when you use them right is that there's nothing to point to specifically to say, that's what's, that's the danger. Right. Um, um, Another so we so dream core is like familiar dreams people had or just stuff that is dreamlike, right? Yeah. But I then... do, do want to before we get into the dream core stuff, just a quick mention since we mentioned backrooms. Uh, this was back in February they announced this. Um, A twenty four is working with the, you know, the backrooms found footage stuff on YouTube. That teenager that made that. Yeah. Um, they're they're gonna produce a movie, for it with him, and that's gonna ruin it. I, I don't know. I think it could be cool. It's not going to be liminal, but it could be cool. We'll no, see. You know, um, the thing about looking at all these pictures and stuff, it's only you observing it. Yeah. Like, as soon as you make a movie of it and put a, get a cast, even if you put one guy in it, it's still no longer liminal. I mean, it, it could be close. Yeah, and I think like some of the well, movies we well, talked about—that's what I'm saying. Feel liminal, I, as I'm not saying with the backrooms is it's turned into something that's not liminal at all. I don't think it's bad. So like, if they're gonna make a movie on it, no, it's not it bad for be, that reason. It could be it's a just... fun horror movie. It won't, yeah, be liminal, but it could I be think, fun um... still, you know. Uh, another thing that kind of comes from this is nostalgia core. Yeah. Nostalgic spaces. We talked about a little bit, but like it's usually like some kind of daycare, Chuck E. Cheese, a roller rink. Yeah. Uh, some other ones I've seen is like uh, empty libraries. Oh, uh, that yeah, the empty ri- libraries. Um, like empty old... libraries. That's still it's still library. It's still stocked full of books. Um, isn't quite liminal because there's signs of life there. 
but yeah. it's oh so familiar. Yeah, it still has some of the same like overlap. It overlaps with Liminal a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the same like nostalgia core, uh, uh, old theme songs from your childhood childhood TV shows. Right. You know, um, stuff like that. Um, there's a there's a channel on TikTok. I don't remember what they're called. But their whole thing is they post basically just old commercials. But they frame <laughs> it on an old uh, uh an old TV. So they have a right, set I and see. they set up an old um you know VCR and stuff. Uh like all the old two thousands commercials compilations yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so but they set it up with this TV and they play the commercial on that and film it. And it creates a different effect than just watching the commercial. It's kind of but that that plays a little bit right. It makes it core a little bit. Feel lost in time. Yeah. Yeah. Or stuck in time. In fact, I will say the whole time we traveled through West Virginia and went to some of the towns there, the whole state. It's well, it's undeniable. I mean, and this is not to discredit any West Virginians listening here. I'm sorry, but I'm. It's gonna sound like I'm dissing your state a little bit. Maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a beautiful state. I love the countryside. It was beautiful in the fall. So like, not dissing that, but the every town we went to, even the big towns, and like, there's not that many of them. Um just felt lost in time yeah that's not a diss to anybody living there or whatever but um it felt in fact yeah like i said jokingly with ohio but that whole region of the u.s felt liminal even with people there it felt just lost in time you know like it i didn't feel like I was in 2023. I felt like I was somewhere in the past, maybe because people don't want to forget about the past. Uh, Maybe because, you know, there's so many rundown buildings and yeah, the infrastructure is falling. I mean, there there is, there's a few Um, places in like states in the U S that are like that, like more rural areas, especially Um, you've seen, well, it doesn't have, you've seen, you've seen the, the movie Napoleon dynamite. Um, Oh yeah, and that's you, like in Nebraska or something, right? Or Idaho. Idaho, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> that movie takes place in the early 2000s. In fact, that movie is pretty liminal. Yeah, that but was that that movie takes good, place good. in Nostalgia. the early, It takes place in the early 2000s when it was made. It does not feel like the early 2000s. It feels like the 80s. Right. Like but the, it doesn't quite feel like the eighties either. No, no, it's just like because you know what a, you know what the eighties are. You know what an eighties yeah, movie is. It, it feels like the like 80s Fast or Times 90s at Richmond or... High. Yeah, that's Fast 80s. Times doesn't feel liminal or even. I mean, I guess you could say it's nostalgic core, but it's like oh, that's just an eighties movie. But yeah. it doesn't feel off. But yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. You can't quite put your finger on when it's supposed to take place. Is this the 80s or the mid-2000s? Yeah. You know? Uh, 
I think a more a slightly more modern version of that. There's some moments in Scott Pilgrim oh, that yeah. give that nostalgia core, that late 2000s nostalgia core, but you can't quite tell exactly when it's supposed to. Be. Yeah, it came out in 2010, and a lot of references are of 2010. Uh, but I, I guess just the general vibe of that movie and the setting and the you know lore of it and everything just makes it feel just its own time right i think uh the matrix's interpretation of 1999 also feels that way Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it doesn't quite feel 90s but it doesn't feel not 90s right um yeah yeah like it feels frozen in time but yet like like explore the hell explore the unreal engine demo demo that whole city <laughs> is liminal right right um, and i've seen that used so many times in like gameplay footage videos like oh the new superman game and they just put a crappy superman model in it and they're like wow this looks amazing <laughs> i'm like that's nothing yeah don't you hate i this is another tangent tangent number two but don't you hate and i know you've seen them everyone has seen them those like fake gameplay test footages, like mm-hmm. where it's obviously just models ported in the Unreal Engine with oversaturated lighting and colors. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. wow, this Black Panther test game looks amazing. I'm like, no. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's nothing that it's, you just <laughs> put the model into the Unreal environment with nothing. You might as well just be playing Gmod. Right. And I'd rather be. Yeah, because Gmod's actually fun. Let's talk about Gmod. I think yeah. that would be a good thing to talk about here, maybe to end things on. Because I feel like maybe we're going to G- Gmod is out of... I mean, there's there's a bunch of video games that have had like kind of liminal space type of stuff. I I found like a list of you know on Reddit, some threads of people talking about it. People talk about Stanley Parable. Uh, oh, yeah. This, per- this person says game. Super Mario 64 has some liminal oh. spaces in it. Uh, the castle. Creepy. Um, yeah. Uh, the Outer Wilds, this person says. Uh, this person says Minecraft. And I would specifically counter that with saying beta Minecraft, like early Minecraft. Yeah. Not, not beta to like 1.3 max. Yeah, before they upgraded the graphics that. and stuff and the lighting. Well, not even just the graphics, but just the vibe of it. And yeah. when there's like less stuff right. to do. Yeah. But yeah, the Minecraft music, you know, in itself um, is already a Mirror's window. Edge, people have pointed out. Uh control. Oh, I can definitely a, see a that. Newer game. Um Control, yeah, control. I need to play that again, honestly. I mm-hmm. that's an amazing game, it's kind of SCP ish, yeah, yeah, it's um, cool, which is pretty cool. It's cool. Uh, I want to, I want to check it out in the again. Steam Deck because I hear it is excellent on there, yeah, um, it is really good. I, I need to play more of that. Uh, Mist, you ever played those old point and click games, has super liminal like feel to it oh i feel like point and click in general like gives me that feeling 
Yeah. You know? But um, but yeah, Gmod though. Oh, Silent Hill. Oh yeah, that's a that's, huge one. That's a the a whole vibe, one. just the misty <laughs> abandoned town. Yeah. Like especially in the early levels. Yeah. Uh, Left for Dead, people pointed out, but you know, Left for Dead has. And I'm is, talking about original Silent Hill. Yeah, uh, Left for Dead the PS1. But you know, Left for Dead is the the Source Engine, the Valve Source Engine. Is yeah, just awesome. Something it's about the Source Engine, um, <laughs> has like this really weird feel to it. Um, but I, you know, Gmod. I think it's a combination of a lot of Gmod maps are like, because since it's a sandbox game, most of the maps you play on are either built for pure, like, sandbox purposes. So they they don't worry about making it realistic. It's there for you to build on and have shenanigans in. So yeah. it's, it has this feeling of like, this isn't real. This This would not be a real place. Um, but there's a lot of Gmod maps that are like recreations of levels from other games and stuff like that. Um, so someone mentioned Super Mario 64 is feeling very liminal, which I would agree with, but then, uh, go on Gmod and download the Super Mario 64 castle map there. And that's going to feel even more like a weird liminal space, you know? right because <laughs> it's like you're now now you're experiencing this space outside of the context of the game it was meant for and the source engine what's the what's the gmon map the like classic gmon map the construct construct yeah mm-hmm. just that alone yeah is just go into Gmod, go into Construct, and um, just play it. Just walk around. Yeah, like go into um, and yeah, there's you can play maps that were created to emulate liminal spaces, the hotel map, the backrooms maps, stuff like that. But just play any classic Gmod map, and you'll get that feeling. I mm-hmm. promise you. Yeah, or like some of the role play maps, um. <laughs> It and especially when you're playing it alone and before you spawn any NPCs, but even then Gmod if you if you get the right map and if you download a couple of the right mods, you can you can turn Gmod into a legitimately freaky game. Oh yeah. Like like go to Gmod down download you know play on construct or download one of those weird like liminal maze like maps and then download the weeping angel mod <laughs> and and you can turn it or you into, don't even have to do that yeah just it, it's it can be just walk around the map actually like freaky <laughs> yeah yeah uh the source engine in general is kind of like that because you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the episode Half Life has kind of some of that liminal stuff going on, not as much, um, but uh, the Left for Dead as well. 
it's Eastern, just you know, like generally Eastern Europe, which uh is a pretty liminal space, if I would Ye say so. Yeah, this is a. <laughs> there's a whole Reddit thread I found just now. It's why is the source engine so unsettling? Oh yeah, <laughs> people discussing it. It is. Um. Yeah. I would say the the actually the original Slenderman game has a lot of liminal oh, moments. Yeah. Not as much when you're in the forest. I, I don't think like a empty forest is as liminal as like like we talk about the outdoor spaces. I think like an empty desert feels more liminal than a forest. Because the mm -hmm. trees give it life and it just you know what a forest is and you know there's life there, right? I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's just me. I will say, like, an a empty park. Like, uh, me and my girlfriend were at this big dog park, and then people began leaving, and it was pitch black because they didn't have the lights on for some reason. It felt pretty liminal. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and there was trees and stuff, and it can feel liminal. But um, but the original Slenderman game, there's this part in the map where you just go into this bathroom building I, I remember, but it's not yeah. a bathroom i remember it's that, just yeah <laughs> just a random building of a bunch of tiled rooms and a chair and then slenderman's trying to get you too but take him out of that and that's like the perfect a perfect liminal space i'm seeing people on um, the, online here with the source engine kind of suggesting that the source engine is this really weird in between of like the actual polygons and models and stuff like that are not super like complex, but it uses like almost some at sometimes photorealistic textures. Right. Like, <laughs> um, just off. Yeah. I think one of the most liminal spaces, I think this is from what windows. It says that all the textures in game and, are real life downscaled pictures. Um, same goes for the, the sound effects. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Very weird. The Windows 7 default wallpaper. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? I, yeah, yeah. The 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 green uh just, like hills. Just the grass hill. Blue sky. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is liminal as fuck, right? It is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's just wrong, but it's so familiar. Everyone's seen it. I mean, if you look it's up liminal spaces, inherently creepy. There's all sorts of ones that are real places that just look weird. But there's also, you find all these ones that are like, these weird like water filled tile linoleum tunnels that oh like the pool rooms and stuff yeah yeah and they all there's I mean... another uh we were talking about movies earlier there's another movie that is just liminal almost the whole time mm -hmm. um and not just in its settings but just the whole vibe it gives off i would say the original ring movie or even the the remake of the ring movie it's a yeah. pretty liminal feeling and 
like with a lot of the shots and uh of the lighthouse and like the well in the middle of the forest stuff like that right um but um the uh it follows have you ever seen that film no no uh i would definitely recommend it even if you're not a horror fan it's just a cool um whole movie <laughs> nice no nice. but it, it definitely feels liminal and there's a part in the movie uh basically the whole premise is there's this thing once you have sex with somebody you transfer it like std and it's a mm-hmm. curse and then this thing just follows you forever at walking pace until <laughs> it kills you damn and it can look like anybody but no one else can see it and only you can see it hmm and it never stops. It's not fast. Like you could travel across the world, but it would still eventually get to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of instances in that movie that feel liminal. Like uh, this part where they go, there's a part in an empty parking lot. There's a, an empty neighborhood, um, an empty pool. Like just this random ass pool, you know, stuff like that. Um, with the tile and linoleum. Um I would definitely recommend recommend that movie, not just for its liminal spaces, but it's a pretty good movie. And I heard they're gonna make a new one, but they probably shouldn't make a new one. It's gonna be yeah. bad. <laughs> nice. Anyway, the thing. That's another movie. The thing. In right. between all the disgusting imagery and the you know, the Cronenberg stuff and you know mm-hmm. Kurt Russell and just a bunch of men yelling at each other in a room and then a monster happens. Between all that stuff. Yeah. Just the imagery of this uh outpost in the Antarctic. Yeah. Hmm. I've never thought of that one as liminal, but yeah, I, I can see that. It's not yeah. quite, I, I don't think you could, I think there's some movies and just some things that you can't quite pinpoint exactly what is liminal about it, but it just gives off that vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like even Halloween, we did a commentary on it, the original, when they're just walking through the neighborhood, even before yeah. Michael shows up, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, just gives that same kind of feeling to me. The whole just, uh, you've been here before. You've been here before, but it's off. Right. Anyway. But like, your your apartment, like your (laughs) apartment, if there was no one in it and you went in it, it's not limited. No, no. But if there was nothing in it. Yeah. It would feel liminal. Or if there was nothing in it, or if uh if you or woke if up there was just if you woke up one day, left your bedroom, and just like stuff was different, like different, right. like a different couch. Doesn't have to be nothing. Yeah. Like a different couch than that was there before. Um you know, not there was nothing on any of the counters or the tables. 
anything like that, you know, because liminal can be kind of, it can be like there's an absence of there any sign stuff. of life, but there can also be like, this is familiar, but there's something different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, you know, kind of deja vu-esque. Yeah, that deja vu moment. Yeah. Oh, like here, this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to share a lot of this stuff here. Uh, this guy just posted an image of his living room with nobody in it. There's a Christmas tree there. There's couches, fireplace, but it's so devoid of people, and it's just so. It's it's really hard to explain, but like I'll share you this, Colton. Um. Yeah. But as soon as you look at it, you'll get this feeling of liminality. Oh, like yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not technically. Um. You know, there's people living there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just. It's just weird. It's not. It's uncomfortable. Um, at least for me, it is. It's too big. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's what makes it kind of fun, fun to think of. Well, <laughs> like earlier, fun maybe not the best word for it. Yeah, in fact, yeah. it, it yeah. can be depressing. But it, it it's interesting to think, think about. I, and talk I think about because you're, you're cause screen sharing, so my um, getting an echo. Oh, let me fix that. I'll just stop sharing. I don't but know there, why it's doing that. <laughs> we've all experienced this. There's all like one of these images is just an empty subway from 2005. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just you remember it. You been there, but not at that exact place, but at that moment in time, or even that exact moment in time. This is so familiar. In fact, there's some. I was I've been listening to um the Beatles just re- released, well Paul McCartney, Ringo, and Apple, um released your, yeah. their um, red and blue albums. Mm-hmm. And the blue album has their later works in it, like which that's the one I really prefer, honestly. But uh, early stuff's fun, but and it has now and then on there, and that song is kind of a liminal song in itself because you have John Lennon singing in the seventies on a demo tape, mm-hmm. and then you know Paul and Ringo recording it, basically almost fifty years later. Um, but that album, you know, the original Beatles album, Please Please Me, they're mm-hmm. standing. Yeah. It, you know, we could continue. We could do more on this. I think it'd be better if we did a video of this. But uh, the Please Please Me Beatles album, look it up real quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's a liminal that, space that, that they're the in. image there. Yeah. The, it, it's them, seriously. If you took the Beatles out of the picture and all yeah. the, you know, the uh, <laughs> the font and everything, that's a liminal space. Yeah. It really is. 
just that hotel. Uh, <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I mean, we the repetition's a part of it. Um, but it's just like we said, it's hard to put your finger on it, but um, you know it. It's one of those things you know it when you see it. You, you really do. Yeah, you yeah. Just get that feeling. Um, yeah, I think the um, um, the Space Mountain ride picture you showed me. Uh, I'll have to send those to you. Yeah. Is a fantastic example. Yeah, we'll have to post um, those on Instagram. Those are. It's weird. I remember him. I remember my teacher telling me, you know, Space Mountain was weird. Um, he would clean the the canals at. Um, it's a small world. Yes. That was always weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah amusement parks in general when there are not people there are always very very weird right yeah anyway i don't think but yeah like if you go to, uh, to, to if really... you go on r slash liminal spaces right now just scroll through mm -hmm. and You'll find some of these pictures, and yeah, a lot of them don't get attention, or people are like, oh, that sucks, that's not liminal, or whatever. But none of them are invalid, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Like this... Uh, somebody posted a picture of an empty rail yard. You know, stuff like that. Like One moment, there's trains coming through, there's people there. There's people working. Another moment, it's completely empty. Right. It's in that transition. This empty lecture hall. There's nothing inherently creepy or weird. Well, I guess depending on who you are. But there's nothing inherently creepy or weird about a lecture hall. But once it's empty, you're the only one there. You feel mm -hmm. like you shouldn't be there. Yeah. I think that's another point that maybe we haven't come across. Uh, Feels a little bit forbidden. It's a bit forbidden. You shouldn't be there after hours, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, why are you the only one there? Um, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's one of those things, the whole idea of liminality, liminal spaces, is really up to the observer up to each person like yeah some of these pictures of just empty hallways may be nothing to you but as soon as you land on one that's familiar it's you're gonna feel off mm -hmm. um, yeah like a lot of these of empty hotel hallways empty highways empty mall shopping malls like i've never been to this mall but i have yeah, been in that <laughs> space. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't have much else to say without rambling on. So we should probably end this here. And I got to cook. And yeah. this beer's hitting me. 
you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, what are we... Or no, we don't do that. Yeah. Do we what? tease next episodes? We've been doing uh, this so long. Sometimes we do. I don't know. Uh, we got oh, Well, here's so a teaser. Week. Here's a teaser because it has to do with liminal spaces, actually. My house that wad is one of the best examples oh, of liminality yeah, yeah. and liminal spaces I've ever seen in gaming. Right I've, there with Gmod. I forgot about it's that. It's a Doom one. map. Yeah. <laughs> and it you literally play in this guy's house. And at first it just seems like average Doom wad killing demons. You know, the usual. Yeah, the usual. But then you start <laughs> discovering more things and you start going into different maps and it teleports you without you even realizing it. It's an amazing map. Yeah. I well, I wouldn't even call it that. I would call it its own game in itself. If you've never played it, play My House That One on Doom. Mod Doom first. It's really easy. Doom is one of my favorite games to mod just for the maps. And I mean, if you like Doom and you've never modded it, oh, you're missing out. It's oh, seriously, yeah. <laughs> there's so many cool levels people have made. And yeah, my house. The whole <laughs> discovery you find in that uh, level is uh, definitely fits into the liminal space category. I mean, there's there's a part where you literally go into the pool rooms. You go into this maze. <laughs> you go into a, a child, uh, like uh, a child's um, uh, kindergarten uh, playroom. You yeah. go into... Uh, <laughs> there's a part where you literally just walk out into a open sky of nothing. You know, um, but that's for another time. But yeah, Doom. Sometimes you're killing demons, and sometimes you're contemplating uh, reality and disassociating. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, Doom Guy, I bet he disassociates while he's killing demons. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes. Do Doom Guy doesn't seem like he has a lot going on between those eyes. <laughs> now, Doom Slayer, that's another character, right? Yeah. No? I don't know. Sort of. Yeah, we're going to talk. Yes, maybe. <laughs> sort of, but not. We're going to talk about Doom next we'll episode. I'm excited. Uh, that gives me an excuse to play more Doom. And oh, yeah. and in fact, every version of Doom is valid. Even Doom 3. Even I know Doom it 3. went more survival horror, but... It's the odd duck it's out. It's valid. It's not a bad game, though. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just, it's just different than <laughs> the other ones. So, yeah. We will see you next week for Doom. I'm just going to say it because I'm so excited. Yes. This is going to be awesome. But Liminal Spaces, I'm sure it'll come up again. Hell, we might even do another episode that's similar to this. Um, but before this gets worse and before it gets even dumber, uh, we're just going to end it here, right? Yes. And I got to go cook. And I got to get out of the back rooms. Oh, no. I'm stuck. Oh, no. What am I going to ever do? This is not a test. I repeat this is not a test.
The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive.